Hey folks, welcome back to DC Threecast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Zach and Vince. We are here to talk about two books coming out on February 13th, 2024, starting with Green Lantern number eight. This is written by Jeremy Adams, illustrated by M&K Nahuelpon. Uh, we have not checked in on this book in at least a couple of months. I don't remember the last one we read. Maybe number four? That sounds Maybe, right to yeah. Me. I think we did read it after Night Tears, but I'm honestly not even sure if we did. I, I, I think we did. I think I we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so a lot has seemingly happened in this book since we uh since we checked in last. It got and, good is what happened. <laughs> it was always all right. Um I, I do have a sort of overarching Green Lantern theory, and I want to run it by you guys, but do you want me to save that for the end or should we start with that? Go go off. So here's my thought. Is Adams doing to the John's run what John's did to the post-crisis Green Lantern stuff, which is to say, is he dismantling it bit by bit? I hope so. So <laughs> part of, you know, it, in here, we see the destruction of a couple of the uh, power batteries of other lanterns. Which right? is funny because Venditti also kind of sort of did this same thing. Yes, yes. At the beginning of his run. Yes. And then uh, based on uh, context clues, I guess Kilowog's dead again? Yeah, or not even context. Well, we didn't see a body, but there was a flashback in, a, in an issue that showed what happened. Okay, I, I, I did not catch up. Uh, I did not read the issues in between. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, uh, Kilowog died in, uh, you know, that was, that was what sort of sends Hal over the edge when he realizes he's killed Kilowog before he becomes Parallax. And so it just seems oh, like you're right. So it just seems like Adams is is taking apart. I guess John's brought him back, you know. So he's yeah. just taking apart all of the things that John's did and sort of resetting, uh, you know, resetting the book for for the future. Yeah. And I kind of love when creators do this, and I kind of hate when creators do this. As on one hand, I think that. The fun of of comics is yes, ending the run that came before you, or the run that came five, you know, creators before you, and just taking that and adding to it and not really subtracting stuff. But on the other hand, I feel like no one's really done anything with these ideas since John's stopped writing it. Like, what has Kilowog done that's interesting in the last ten years? I don't think that much. Uh, he said poozer. He did say poozer a lot. You're right. Thank you, Vince, for clarifying that. Um, and, you know, and the the, the other emotional spectrum uh, lanterns, like, I love that as an idea. But when was the last time that was actually good? It's It's been a while. It's so a time. I don't I don't yeah. hate this, but I'm curious if you guys think that's what's going on here or so if it's just coincidental. There, there are like a couple things from because I so I did catch up on this. There, there are like a couple of things that are kind of teased or like hinted at so like yes like there there is like something going on it's pretty heavily implied that the united planets is behind the destruction of the batteries or whatever's going on with the batteries because there's an issue where a new group of lanterns that call themselves the united planet lanterns come yep. and track down how and they can seemingly like switch between colors at will that happens in this issue mm -hmm. that's this issue yeah yeah uh well i read it all so i don't know which one <laughs> sure, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm yeah okay sure this one that was this one i couldn't I, for some reason i thought it was like an earlier one than this one you're okay. forgiven don't worry 
Okay. Yeah. Who? I don't who, forgive you. Yeah. So, so there's that. And then um, the other thing that I wanted to mention that is like, oh, oh, I don't think was in this issue that this issue didn't have the flashback though, right? No. Okay. So there was another issue that had the flashback. And I just want to say that I think I was right in that Adams directly references the events of the Jeffrey Thorne Green Lantern run. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Because he talks about the power battery that John made that's like connected to the source. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little vindicated. I just seems such a wild thing to reference. <laughs> I'm right. I swear I'm right. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I think you're right, Brian. I think that I think that Adams is deconstructing this all a bit and will build it back up again. And I'm I'm for one, I'm like very interested to see what gets rebuilt. I wonder so you know, Vince, I do want to hear from you in a in a moment here. But I, I wonder sort of how much time Adams is gonna have to rebuild because there are some teardowns that happen very quickly in comics, right? You you get a new status quo. Yeah, I I feel like every third green arrow run begins with him losing his fortune, right? And then he has to rebuild from there. That's a pretty easy thing to do in an issue or two. But Adams is taking a long time to sort of to begin this process, right? And DC just doesn't let creators stick on books for all that long. So I hope that Adams doesn't spend his entire run tearing down and doesn't get a lot of time to build back up. Because mm-hmm. that would seem like a very 2024 DC move. <laughs> yeah, that's like my <clears throat> number one fear. When I, And I shouldn't, you shouldn't even really like think about that stuff when you read these comics. But the problem is DC is kind of trained you to think about that because right, of, yeah, yeah because of how often this happens you know yeah um yeah but it's also like dc's not doing anything with green lantern right now so i mean there are two green lantern ongoings for the first time in like a decade so. I, I mean like multimedia wise you know like there's, sure, there's sure. not any like uh high-ends or anything that they have to be thinking about in terms of like oh we need a fresh relaunch or we need to synergize with something you know what i mean so why not just let adams play yeah uh for a bit is that lantern show officially canceled i can't remember well the 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 lindelof one is or not lindelof uh um uh what's his name goyer yeah is it's canceled or or he's just not working on it anymore they're doing a green lantern show under the gun thing but from what i i mean it's it's not the same thing. Right. Basically. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Vince, Vince, what'd you think of this? Um, I liked it. I'm, I, I, I liked it, but I, I felt the way that you felt Brian in that, like, I worry that it's taking too long to get where it's going and we're not going to get an actual green lantern story out of it. You know, because it'll be and I hate I hate talking about that. I hate like bringing that to the conversation because I should just be talking about the book and what I liked about it. But, you know, here we are issue eight and I'm like, are they going to let how long are they going to let him do this? Because I really do like I really do like what he's got going on here. Like I, I, I like the kind of like 
breaking down and potentially building up of Hal that's kind of going on. The will they won't they stuff between him and uh, Carol, which feels very like. On the one hand, it's a very obvious thing to do with those characters. On the other hand, like. It's handled in a fairly like adult, mature way. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, sometimes you get those stories in these books and the characters are acting like children and it's, it's, it's all too much, you know, mm-hmm. um, for me to take, uh, I love this shining all around you. There you go. All the world's a birthday uh, cake, but take a piece, but not too much. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And your mother should know. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say that about this. I think it's, it's, it's handled in a very like intriguing, mature way it's not Mm -hmm. overdone or overstated um and so i'm liking that um i do think that's another thing that they just do with with hal and carol you know but i think this is one of the this is one of the more understated versions of that and so i I think i like it um on that level yeah um if i say the word surf dracula does that mean anything to you uh me, I don't know. There was a tweet what? from two years ago or three years ago now where someone oh, said back back yeah. in the day if you did a TV show called Surf Track, you see that full surfing every week in new adventures. But in the streaming era, the entire first season gotta be a long ass flashback to how he got the surfboard. So you finally see him surf for five minutes in the finale. This is Surf <laughs> yeah. Dracula, essentially. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that's true. Um I think that's true. However, I will say like the investment of time. I mean, I fully agree with that about streaming shows and it, it drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, to the point where, where I, I mean, that's why I don't watch the star Wars stuff that you guys watch or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm like, I should be interested in that stuff, but I just know kind of what I'm getting. Uh, whereas this is a comic you read in like 15 minutes and it's, uh, we should also, we, we should take time on the podcast to say R.A.P. Carl Weathers. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, what an icon. What how many just like iconic roles? As I as can, I texted my brother. I texted my brother, uh Rocky, Arrested Development, The Mandalorian, Happy Gilmore and Predator. Two of those make you a Hall of Famer. <laughs> and he had, yeah. he had all of them. So yeah. The best. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, anyway, uh yeah, but in a thing like this, you know, it's 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 a quicker experience. It's a, and I really do like the art. I think Amon K's art is, yes. I, I there's there's a person who's like, every time I see their art, it's it's kind of leveling up. I think, mm-hmm. um, I love his designs for these uh, United Planets lanterns. They look great. Their costumes look great. I love uh, ten out of ten. Yep, ten out of ten. <laughs> I love that they're I love that they're kind of like Jedi Jedi uniforms mm-hmm. or, or at least like what a Green Lantern Jedi uniform would look like. And, uh, you know, as as has been established, the Jedi are assholes. And so like, <laughs> um, it's it's kind of the perfect like. For them to be like United Planets Stooges. And I imagine them as like the early Jedi who were like kind of up their own asses too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I, I really like the aesthetics that are at play here. Um, 
so yeah, I, I really like it. I just I just do worry about the um longevity of it. I just can't I I I hate talking about that and yet I can't avoid it. Um I gotta say, I also love including Madame Xanadu in this. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, that's like a really like out of left field. I, I mean, how many times have I said it on the show? I love when comics do that. I love when DC comics do that. Like a character that sh- should not show up in a Green Lantern book in like a, you know, in your average issue, you know? Right. But you get but you get her popping up and it's like, oh, okay, here's a, like a mix of characters that don't spend a lot of time together. And, and what are we going to get out of that? It's 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 more interesting than just going through the rote kind of same old, same old. Well, I, well, I think... Oh, I was going to say one thing before I want Zach to talk about this, um, but I, I feel like it's a nice touch from Adams because in a lot of other writers' hands, he would have gone to Superman with this or to, uh, you know, a, another sort of, you know, major Justice League hero to help him. But it's cool to see these other characters show up now and then. And I think the, I think the reason they give for it is is quite good. So go ahead, Zach. Well, I, th- I think it's interesting that Madame Xanadu shows up in this issue and is brought in when it's also s- seemingly teased that that Adams is going to tie in the green to the Green Lantern mythology, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which which has already there's like precedent for that already from James Robinson on Earth, Two. Yes. You know, Um <clears throat> So I I I wouldn't I think it would be interesting if Adams was like I'm gonna make Green Lantern a like traditionally like space driven like science character into kind of a magicy thing for a while. It, that that's also that's very Alan Scott, right? Like yeah, exactly. Every, yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other like really cool thing, which this this is. This character was introduced in an earlier issue, but do you guys know who um, this? Uh, oh, what's it? Is it? Is his? Is his name Razor? I think. Razor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. where he is from? No, it's not. Wait, it's not from that like threshold book, is it? No, no. From, it's okay, no, no. Okay, no. lay it on. He he's a an original character from the Green Lantern animated series. That oh shit! Yes, I remember that, wow. scene, that character. Yeah, yeah, and like Adams like references his history as like a Red Lantern who becomes a Blue Lantern. Yes. Huh. Uh, so he, this is like him getting Harley Quinn, basically. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cool. which I love. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it even more now. I, I love when that shit happens. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that's that's that, corporate that, comics, baby. Yeah, that's like Tim Sheridan bringing. Uh, who was the character from Teen Titans? He brought in Red it, it, Red it, X. Red X. It turned out to be kind of a fart in the wind, but it was. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. But it was well, cool. I mean, it, it would yeah. it wouldn't have been so bad if the buildup wasn't so nauseous, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, it it was or really, if the pay, or if the payoff was was slightly better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But even if the payoff was bad, if if you, if you didn't, it almost seemed like they were hinging the entire book on that twist, right? Mm-hmm. They, they yes. reprinted those those future state issues together because <laughs> yeah. they were like, Red X is such a big deal. We have to get this back in print. And then it right. was kind of nobody. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if they show up and it's a reveal and it's nobody, like if you didn't market the book exclusively off of that twist, I could have forgiven it. But yeah. Anyhow. Fair. Sheridan might not have had much say. He might have written his thing and and they oh. decided to reprint everything and it's not his fault, you know. I'm not blaming anyone in particular. Sure. Uh I'm yeah. Yeah. Um we talked about MK's art, how great it is. We talked about uh Razor, we talked about Madame Xanadu, we talked about the Jeff Johns of it all. Anything else we want to talk about with this issue? Well, we're gonna talk about um, the backup, right? Yes, I, I'm talking about the, the, the main the story. Part, the main issue, yeah. yeah. Okay. I have one of the things I, I want to I, say. I, I don't guess so, as Zach would say. Okay. Um, Is that something I say a lot? You say, Yeah, you say I don't guess so. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's cute. Um, the only thing I was going to say is the, the one trope that I do wish Green Lantern books would get rid of for a while, like every now and then you see the Guardians go away, and that's fine. But it seems like there's always just a shittier sort of new version of the Guardians that pops up. And these um these United Planets Lanterns are basically they're they're gynos, right? Not, not, not Guardians in <laughs> they're, 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 Ga- they're gynos? I, I I'm trying to think of the, the guard not guard, guardians in all but name. It's like the opposite of a rhino, right? Like yeah, guardians I get in it. Yeah. yeah. It's they're, it's they're like, gynecologists. They're, yes, they're yeah. gynecologists, yes. Gina Caranos. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh god boy. damn it. No. Ooh. Um but like you know there's there always has to be this sort of like oppositional uh chin held up like snobby uh authority figure and I kind of wish they would do other things. Yeah, yeah, but I like these ones. Well, yeah. I think it is like an interesting idea that you have this inherently like authoritarian group of space cops and just like of of course that's going to attract you know, malicious authoritarian handlers to like, like they, like the green lanterns are essentially just the mercenary group for the private military for whoever wants to, <laughs> they're the black water for the, uh, yeah, yeah. For like, yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense that they would just be constantly changing hands from the worst people in the, <laughs> in the galaxy, you know, <laughs> that's true. Well played. Hello, denizens of earth 1218. We are the hosts of Make Mine Multiversity, a twice-monthly podcast. I'm Jaina. And I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion. Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. If that's all about the the main story, let's talk about the backup, which is a Kyle Rayner joint. Written not by, even just a Kyle Rayner joint. No, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. Uh written by Rotten Mars, returning to the character for the first time outside of like an anthology issue or something of the like in a number of years. And uh, illustrated by Dale Eaglesham. And while Eaglesham is uh Great. I have no issue with Eagle Sham. I do wish that they went and got Daryl Banks back for this mm. because if you're gonna, if you're gonna bring in Mars, you might as well bring in the original Kyle Rayner team, especially because so much of this story is a flashback to an early Kyle Rayner adventure. Mm. Um, but that's that. I'll get off my soapbox. Uh, I'll also have to say about this in a minute. Vince, what'd you think about this? Um, it was. <laughs> I guess for me, it was really a nothing burger. Um, 
that's not to say it was bad at all. Like, I think it was fine, but it's kind of like the most rote thing you can do with Kyle. And it's, and it's so short, you know, I think, and then I, and then the teaser at the end, which I don't mean, I don't know if we want to get to that, but sure. it says Kyle, Kyle and Joe are on the truth are onto the truth behind the United planets. And next month it's Jessica Cruz's turn. So like in my mind, I'm like, Oh, they're, they're letting Ron Mars cook with Kyle again. But no, okay, it's maybe just this one backup. And I'm sure we'll see Kyle again, like somewhere down the road. Right. They're going to return to this. This isn't just like him flying off into nothing, but it's not immediately going to get paid off on. And then it makes the whole thing kind of feel like too much of a tease for me. Um, And just, you know, going to the well with Alex again, that's it's. It's his guys. Yeah, you got to do it, but like it's so expected. I don't. I don't think they really broke uh, any great new ground with that scene. I. I don't know. I don't know. It was fine. I wanted more. I guess. Zach. Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm kind of on the same wavelength as Vince. Um, in that this backup wasn't much of anything, but I. I am like really interested in where it might lead um specifically so i think this was in one of the earlier issues there was a flashback to where all of the earth lanterns are like getting the news that the sector is going under quarantine and they're all going to be reassigned and the the only thing that we were told is that guy gardner was going to be sent on a mission to go track down Lobo, which we knew that was coming in a, in an upcoming backup. Yes. Um, that ties into the Brainiac story. Um, but we didn't get any indication of where like the other earth lanterns were going. And so I, I think it's really cool that they're using the backup in this book to follow those characters. And I hope that maybe, you know, this isn't the only Kyle and Joe ish, like, backup that we get you know that maybe the story will like build in the backups until it dovetails back into the main story i think that's a really interesting idea um and i i do think that you know this creative team is pretty inspired for this character and and like and you know they're getting kevin mcguire to come do um the guy one which is cool Mm -hmm. um i don't know who they're getting to do jessica let me see uh, if I can find it. I, I should be able to find it in a minute. Uh, talk okay. amongst yourselves for a moment. Uh, but anyway, I just I just think it's like a cool. I I think it's a cool idea. I think it's a cool use of the backup, and I think it's a, a potentially cool direction for Kyle, uh, whatever he's gonna do next. But yeah, you know, returning to the Alex well, like like Vince said, I think it was maybe a little. Oh, this is interesting. Um, Sam Humphreys is doing that. Well, the, there you go. <laughs> Uh, but again, that that's like that's going yeah. back to a writer who who handled that character for a long yeah, time. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I I do like that. I like the fact that they're letting these classic creators get time with their characters. Classic creator. Yeah. yeah. Classic writer well, Sam Humphreys. You know what? You know what I mean. <laughs> I know like, what you mean. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. You're you're so right. that's like uh, so yeah. We got Kyle this one, and if Jessica's next in in issue nine, maybe maybe. 10 will be Baz. I'm surprised that they didn't do Jessica and Baz together. 10 is the uh, Guy Gardner one. That's the first guy. Okay, for some reason I thought that was coming later. 
I, I believe it is. Uh, that might be right. Are they, they going to remember Baz exists? He he was in that flashback. Um, he was. He was. But who knows? I'm surprised that they wouldn't pair him though with Jessica. Maybe they will. I mean, I he feel like it's hard to. Check. It, it is hard to paint uh, Jessica with as broad and shitty of a brush as they want to paint Baz, probably. So yeah. Um, I'm still salty that Jessica's not a yellow, yellow lantern, lantern anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't yeah. we don't know the backup might have that. That would be really nice, and I I would not be surprised if they kind of finally explain that, or at least like reference it, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think this book is good now. You know, it was not it wasn't bad when it started, but I I, I think we talked about how those early issues were kind of just a little too back to basics. Yeah. And this feels like it's doing something different, at least. Yeah. Uh, issue not, 10 not only is, were they oh sorry sorry you know, issue 10 is the uh is the uh, kevin mcguire one okay and i think that's a few i think they said that that was going to be for a few issues let me see I what this list wrong. says um yeah one of three so there, yeah, there's that's okay. a three partner yeah. that's what i thought okay guys bogus global adventure <laughs> Not only are they back to basics, but uh, the, those early issues, of course, did the classic DC thing of getting interrupted by. Yes, by uh, Night Terrors. I, I had Night forgotten that there were and... only two issues before Night Terrors <laughs> yes. started, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Demented, even. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't have too many more thoughts to say about this backup than you folks did. Uh, you know, there is some good shit in here, as, as is the case with a lot of. Uh, Adam stuff. I mean, uh, Mars stuff rather. Like, I, I think that Mars just. I mean, Mars knows Kyle so well. So there, there are moments that just felt very, very true to the character to me. Even the talking to Alex as a construct. There's a. I think it was still when Mars was writing it, but it could have been even when um, Judd Winnick took over. There was a scene where uh, John is in. I mean, John, geez. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, John Stewart is visiting Kyle, and they're in a diner, and they're talking about how Kyle's powers have increased. And a waitress comes over and brings them coffee, and and it looks it, it, it isn't green, looks normal. And Kyle is like, "Yeah, I made that. That's not real. That person isn't real." And it's it's showing like how how advanced his powers have become. And the thing that kind of gives it away is his cup, I believe, starts to drip coffee because the cup wasn't real, and that happens in mm -hmm. this issue. So there's there's a couple of things like that that are. That are nice little uh, throwbacks to, to previous stories. Um, I don't need to ever really see Alex again, especially because like Kyle's dated so many people since then. It just seems like a I don't know. A, a, it, you don't often see like Peter Parker lamenting Gwen Stacy. You know he's moved on in his life, and this seems like Kyle should be doing the same thing. Um, and I didn't need the flashback to the early days. I guess I, I know why it's there. It's fine. But I do like the pairing of Joe and Kyle. I forgot they're calling her Sojourner, which sucks. <laughs> um, well, that's that's her first name. But are they aren't they trying to make that into like her code name now? I, no, I don't think so. The way it's the way it's stylized there, it totally looks like that. Because it's like, you know, when someone's like, hello, Superman, and the S is in the shield. Yeah, that's how it is like written here. Right. I, yeah. 
I just hope they're not. I just hope they're not going to do that. I hope this Green Lantern is the one character that doesn't need to have every. Not every member needs a code name. They can just be Green right. Lantern. It's fine. That's um, that's why I don't think they're really doing that. I think anyway. That's I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's what that was. Just remember, uh, for a while, Tim Drake was called Drake. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's not like it's not like a logo though. It's like bolded. But it just it just looks like it's anyway, it's fine. Yeah. As yeah. usual, I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> um but I think it's an interesting pairing. I like those characters together. And I like the idea of using uh, if they really want to tell this bigger United Planet story, but they don't want to make that Hal story, this is a good way to have their cake and eat it too. Hal can do his own thing. While you're letting these two and Jessica and whoever else sort of, you know, solve this mystery on their own. These like two Zach should said, get a Green Lantern core book. Man. Oh. From Hot, your lips to, to Jim Lee's ear, ears. <laughs> yeah, right. Because, uh, like, the 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 Tomasi Green Lantern core was so good when it was, like, the Kyle and Guy buddy book. And right. make this the Kyle and Joe buddy book. And have them off figuring out what the United Planet is united planets are doing that that i yeah i want that actually and i guess you know heck put ron mars on it that's fine with me yeah i i think that could be a lot of fun um but there there's just not i don't know i i think you guys are right there isn't enough here to make this a truly effective backup, even though I think everything that it's promising, everything it's hinting at, all that is very good. There's just not enough necessarily here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to our second and final book of the week, Sin Sons, number one, written by Peter Tomasi, illustrated by David LaFuente. Um, I think the book is actually called Sinister Sons, isn't it? No, it's called Sin Sons. Is it really? It's no, called no, Sinister no. Sons. It's Sinister Sons. I, I will only call it okay. Sinister Sons. Okay. Uh, he's he you just he's called me sin- so hard. <laughs> he's <laughs> called Sin Sons, which sin is the son. stupidest name in on God's Green Earth, but the Sinister Sons is not much better. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the 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 trade dressing on this, the all of the too many taglines, like they have to tell you whose sons they are at the top, <laughs> and then they have the bottom is Bad, mad, and angry at dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it originally said young, dumb, and full of cum. So this is better than that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. I mean, they uh, are. Look at them. This is a family, this is a family show. <laughs> it's never been a family show. Um, so I, I have one overarching thought across this book. And this is not a, a criticism, nor is it praise. This really doesn't feel like a Peter Tomasi comic to me. This feels far more like the type of stuff that DC publishes under their all ages banners. Yes. Yes. Or like like their graphic novel line. Yes, exactly. Yes. Their young adult graphic novel things. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. This feels in almost no way like it ties into Neil Before Zod, which it does, or anything else happening in the DC universe right now. It just feels totally separate from that. And while I'm not opposed to that as a general idea, it's just a very strange decision to make. This is a weird book to exist, number one. 
Number two, it's weird book to exist in continuity. And number three, it's weird book to exist in continuity when it's so clearly trying to not feel like continuity. I don't know. It just I I could not get into a groove of reading this because it just feels so unusual. Yeah. Yeah. It it is weird how much it is just spinning directly out of Neil before Zod, which is a could not be oh. like it, any further away tonally from this book, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but also at the same time, I think it's extremely cool that it's spinning out of that book. Um, and I can't say that I think this is like a good book, but I can't deny just how much it nails the thing that it's doing primarily just on La Fuente's art. Yeah, that's the that's the secret sauce to this thing. And and the and the Bond villain colors too. Like the that that pairing is just like extremely inspired, I think. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. Um I didn't like this very much other other than the art and I think it's because it's so by the numbers. Is there is there like a moment in this issue that surprises you at all? Of course not. No. Uh, it yeah, it is the most basic. It's it's Sin Sun and uh Lor is it Lorzod? Is that his mm-hmm. name? Yeah. It's it's Sin Sun and Lorzod for dummies. And n- not a, a surprising or really interesting (laughs) moment in this entire issue and they're they spend half of the issue or most of the issue separate from one another and then at the end they their paths collide and that's everything is exactly as you would have expected it to occur and the the real joy of reading the issue is in the art which i've mentioned this before but david la fuente somewhere along the way i mean it, it it looks like La Fuente all the way, but somewhere along the way he picked up some Toriyama shit. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's, I mean, this is total Dragon Ball. Like Lorzad is making Vegeta faces through half of this. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's undeniable. And it's like, it's like early Dragon Ball. It's like when they're all kids, you know? Um, and that, that aspect of it is really charming and good. I just don't know if it's enough to get me to keep reading it. I I don't know. It's <sighs> Tomasi is just so going through the motions with everything else, you know. Um Yeah, just having Lorzod do like the the Kryptonian AI conversation with his mother about recapping you about Neil before Zod, you know, it's just, it's so by the numbers. Um, and also Sun, like it, that, that is like recapping that. And like the Sin Sun stuff is like pretty much like telling you what happened in the three part backup in yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah. And I three think four part, however long it was. I, I don't want to get too wordy in exploring this, but I think 
you know, this, and we've had similar criticisms about like um, anthology stories that take like way too much time explaining what the character's deal is. I know uh, Brian and I had a few of those discussions during the DC power uh, yes. anthology discussion. I, I think that's part of the problem with modern comics. Like, if you think about Silver Age comics, they're way too wordy. I don't want comics to go back to that, but they could recap a character's entire, the last thing that happened to them for anybody who wasn't reading, they would recap it all in like a few panels because they would have a character say like way too much text about what their deal is right yes yeah and now instead like now that we're in like a more decompressed more art forward less wordy you get a few pages of this is what i'm up to because you know if you read this other book you would see that i'm trying to prove that uh sinestro is my father blah 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 you know but it just goes on and on and on and they do that for people that didn't read the other thing and i understand that but then it takes up so much space and it's not telling a story. I I just, I get really frustrated by, by the level of decompression. I, I don't want comics to be wordier, but I want them to be less decompressed. I, I don't know how you square that circle. I don't pretend to have any answers to it. It just continually frustrates me in books like this. I understand why, because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's a frustrating thing to have to uh to have to deal with. Um Yeah. I really don't know what the answer to that is either. Like it it just seems to me like there is this there is this real desire to not go back to the gold and silver age version of like, hello, Martian Manhunter, also known as John Jones, who poses as a detective in Gotham City, right? Like, we can't have everyone talking like that, but there has to be some middle ground between that and where we are now because, I mean, like I, like you said, I understand not everybody read these backups like we did or read the first few issues of Neil Before Zod like we did, but you don't need... If you just establish that this is the son of these two characters... You could have skipped all of that, and it would have been yeah. absolutely fine. Nobody would have cared, right? And I I feel like the the best answer, but nobody reads these, including me, would be to have the the Bendis text page at the beginning of every issue. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it could be very explicit. Like, hey. This happened in such and such a miniseries or such and such a backup. Here's a text page catching you up. Now, the actual comic, we're going to assume that you know all of that already, you know? Right. But they don't they don't really want to do that. And so what you end up with is DC lately does a lot of, like, the first half of an issue is basically just the story of the last time you saw this character and there's these overlapping. Now you have page space. That's like overlapping story from book to book. And I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just expecting too much. Um, and maybe we only see it because we read 
all of this shit all the time. Uh, maybe for casual readers or for the average reader, it's not a problem at all. I don't know. We're not reading even as much as we used to, though. Right. Yeah. And we're still noticing but we it. Do, but we do read all the stuff that is deemed, quote unquote, important generally. You uh, know? We're not so reading like, Joker Year One. Thank Christ. <laughs> I can't think of anything less important than Jokey. It looks, <laughs> it looks like something. That's for sure. It does. The, the thing that you it, shared in the Discord today, great googly moogly. <laughs> was that you or someone else? Someone else shared that. I, I think it might have been. It might have been Eric. It was Eric. Okay. Yeah. L- listener, Patreon, subscriber. Wait, uh, Eric when did when did Andrea Sorrentino get bad? That's what I want to know. Like, the, I mean. He's clearly going for something. He's doing right? a thing, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> there's, I, I, there's clearly homages going on, and and I saw like, uh, I saw somebody on a review site that will not be named said that they do an excellent quietly impression, and um, I nearly shat myself <laughs> when I read that. <laughs> Nobody does a quietly impression. <laughs> Have you guys seen the quietly variant for the new Mark Russell Batman thing, the Dark Age? Yeah, it's really good. It yeah, it's very so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what, um, what can I say? Quietly's quietly's good. You heard yeah. it here first. <laughs> yeah. Hot hot take from Vince Shasky. Um <laughs> But yeah, so coming back to this uh to this book, it just seems like there's there's a weird disconnect between what this book is trying to be and what it actually is and I can't really figure out the tone that it's going for yet. So I don't know what to think. I re- I really truly don't. It's a it's a it's a baffling comic so far. I do um I do kind of the one part of this that I thought was cute and funny is that you get to see how Sin Sun is going to go about uh, doing the paternity test uh-huh. with Sinestro. But I, I mean, this wouldn't work for an all ages book, but you know, he's got to get Sinestro to nut somehow. <laughs> And that's the only way to know for sure. You got mad at me for saying young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> well, maybe now I'm on your side. Maybe there should, maybe there should have been more of that in this. It would have been funny. Uh, He's got to like sneak into Sinestro's uh, boudoir, boudoir, and like steal a used condom from his from Jesus. under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> There's wow. my father's genetic material. <laughs> Why did he turn into John Lovitz? <laughs> yeah, that's the take. I know. You know why, Brian? Why? Because this book, it stinks. Look at that. Look at that, folks. That's why he's the best in the business right there. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> Or anything else to add to this conversation? Are we done here? Good luck finding another wedding singer who can shake it like, like this. this. 
Uh, um, all, no, all this I, stuff can be heard in our future uh, John Levitt's cast. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yep. Zach, anything else to add here? Nah. Uh, I am like I am kind of interested to like see where this book even goes because like I I'm baffled that it exists and don't know like what the point is. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I don't know. But here we I'll are. I'll probably check in on it every once in a while. Yeah. Well, Vince, what comes out next week? Next week, Batman 144. Is that Jokey Part 3? Is that the, that's the end, right? I think so. Thank God. Um, Batman Superman World's Finest 24, Catwoman 62, Green Lantern War Journal 6, uh, John Constantine, Hellblazer, Dead in America, number two, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong, five, Nightwing, 111, Superman, 11, Titans, eight, and Wonder Woman, number six. Why did that one sound so, so unsure? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> he's right. just mad that I'm going to make y'all talk about it. Yeah, yes, I am. I am. Yeah, so am I. I already know that's where this is going. but all right i'll do it i'll do it because i love you we'll figure it out (laughs) anyway thanks uh for listening as always go to dc3cast.com for more and we'll talk to you soon goodbye does he know i think he might know yeah (laughs) oh fuck